You know, anytime I can talk about the importance of mental health and mental wellness, I like to do that. From my my job prior to this, working with the police service, we talked a lot about the importance of mental health and mental wellness. It's important. We've talked about it on the air numerous times already since you and I have been talking, opening up that conversation, trying to find ways to reduce the stigma. Just last week, we had a conversation about farmers and mental health, mental wellness when it comes to farmers. It's the same, and it's an important discussion for athletes as well, which is why I'm so excited to have my next guest joining us this morning. You may recognize him from the fact that he competed on and won Amazing Race Canada just last year, along with his girlfriend, Kate. It's also likely that you know Tyler Smith as a survivor of the Humboldt Broncos bus crash that tragically killed 16 people back in 2018. It's such an honor to have him join me today on the show from Alberta. Tyler, thanks so much for taking our call. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, looking forward to it. You've been keeping warm in Alberta. You guys had uh, some power problems this past weekend with the extreme cold. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we had some emergency alerts, and uh, I was actually in Saskatchewan on uh, Friday and, and Lloydminster on Saturday, so I definitely experienced some prairie cold. Yeah, prairie cold. In Saskatchewan, you weren't losing your power, but in Alberta, I've got a sister in Calgary, and she was talking about some of the challenges there. So let's, first of all, 2023 Amazing Race Canada, you were the, the big winners. I actually know you you joined my predecessor, John Gormley, on the air to talk about that. I wrote in my notes when I prepped for this that you and your lovely girlfriend, Kat, won. Since then, I saw a video online, Tyler. It's more than girlfriend, Correct. That is correct. Yeah, I figured I'd uh, put the cherry on top on a pretty special year and, um, and yeah, put a ring on it. So we are uh, now happily engaged. <laughs> Good for you. Congratulations. So you've got lots on the go. You've got a podcast called Speak Your Mind. Uh, tell me about that. Yeah, the Speak Your Mind podcast, it's, um, it's, been, really, it's been really insightful, honestly. Uh, I think the conversations that we're having has, uh, has taught me a lot and uh, has made me realize the importance of conversations. And I do it with the guy who played in the NHL for a long time. So I think the fact that uh, he's willing to try and, you know, create that community and break that stigma shows, uh, shows obviously the character that he has, but obviously what uh, the intentions of the show are. Just, uh, you know, make it enjoyable and, and hopefully learn a lot along the way. You've also got a clothing brand called Not Alone. Yeah, yeah, the clothing... Yeah, I'll, honestly, a lot of things in my life I'm doing right now I don't really ever anticipate doing, and I think the clothing line as well is mental health is a pretty uncomfortable space. So to be able to get to a place where you can wear your vulnerability proudly and, and head out there and hopefully spark some some meaningful conversations in the meantime, I think is our biggest goal. And you know, being able to remind people that they're not alone, you know, and whatever they may be going through, and it's okay. So um, it's been, yeah, it's been it's been awesome. Tyler Smith. My guest this morning, a speaker, a podcaster, an advocate on mental health, a leader in Canada. And is it is it safe to say that that this mental health journey that you've been on and, and advocating for more supports and helping people understand what they can do to support one another, reduce the stigma, has that come about as a result of what you went ba- through back in 2018 and that bus crash? Yeah, I think obviously a lot ties back to, to that day and a lot ties back to, you know, the day that, that changed a lot of lives and, and really made us reflect. And I know for me, it's, um, yeah, the physical journey was easy because I've done that many times of recovering from injuries and all that. But I mean, it's the mental and emotional journey that, that is the most important battle. And I'm glad that, you know, I'm, I've gotten to a place now where I can take care of my mental health. But, uh, 
I'm gonna be the first be the first, first one to tell you that it's not all you know ra- rainbows and butterflies. I mean, there's hard days and there's bad days. So I want to always remind people that you know it's okay to struggle and it's okay to go through it. And um, unfortunately, you just never know what what's going to happen tomorrow. So to, to be a little bit more prepared mentally and emotionally, I think is kind of the best way you can go about it. But um, I think we're all just trying to figure it out, honestly. When, when you're talking about mental health and, and a recovery from a mental health standpoint, it's one thing to recognize within yourself that, you know, there's steps you need to take to get healthy. How, what was it for you that took it to that next level where you thought, I want to, I want to be quite public about this. I want to talk about it. I want to try and, and help others because that, you know, you were, you're quite vulnerable when you're talking about very personal things to yourself. I've watched interviews. I've listened to podcast uh, talks that you've had. You're quite open about this. Why is that important for you? Honestly, I, I really never anticipated, uh, especially sharing my story. It's quite a, it's quite a space. And I think I've boiled it down to a couple of things now is there's a lot of power in a story. And I know for me, there was a lot of power in, in stories that, we're being shared from, you know, guys like DeMar DeRozan or, you know, big team, big name players in the NHL or NBA. And for them coming out with their struggles kind of made me realize that I'm allowed to do that as well. And also, I think as human beings, we are so quick to diminish our own stories. And so for me, I, uh, I just want to make sure that hopefully throughout my story and me telling my journey that, you know, people in the audience can remember that, all right, yeah, I got a story too. And, and it matters. And, Trust me, I don't have all the answers and I don't have, uh, you know, I think I have a little bit of imposter syndrome sometimes, but I just know that, you know, there is a lot of power in a story and to be able to make it relatable. I mean, I just want to be raw. I just want to be authentic with it. And I want to also just want that people to never forget, you know, about that day, about that team. And I think that's, uh, you know, for me, something that I've kind of latched onto is making sure that people are always acknowledging that team. And I, in a form of me talking about mental health, hopefully it uh, makes people remember about that day as well. And, and uh, yeah, you must get a lot of really inspiring feedback from people that hear your message, whether they listen to you talk in person, listen to you, you know, on a, on a podcast or online. Uh, the feedback does that drive you and keep you going as well? Yeah, I definitely love speaking, and uh, obviously, speaking has become a passion of mine. But I think. Honestly, the one big thing that kind of keeps me coming back is that feedback and is those conversations afterwards. And, you know, I just did a little, just did a little tour of Regina, Lloydminster, Fox Creek, and Fairview. And, um, you know, being able to chat with various people from, from all different communities across Western Canada, I think after I talk and after my speech is, uh, it always just, you know, propels me to hopefully try and make an impact at that next one again. And, um, you just never know when somebody needs, in the crowd needs to hear something or see something or feel something. So I always want to hold on to that extra ounce of compassion, knowing that, you know, hopefully somebody in the crowd today needed that. And uh, I've been, you know, told a lot of times that, that that's, uh, that's good and, and people do need that. And, you know, I'm still trying to, I'm learning lots and I'm still trying to figure it out and I'm trying to find some balance with myself as well. But I think for now, you know, I do really love those conversations afterwards and it always brings me back. Tyler Smith is my guest this morning, a speaker, a podcaster, an advocate on mental health. He's also the winner of Amazing Race Canada, along with his fiance Kat, and was a survivor of that Humboldt Broncos bus crash that tragically happened in our province in 2018. So you are coming to Regina, and you've got an event coming up called More Joy. Tell us a bit about what this event is about. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It's a, it's an event, obviously, that is is 
based around tough topics, you know, trauma and mental health and grief and all those fun things. But I think, um, you know, Chris Lee has done such a good job at making sure that, you know, people are coming for those hard topics, but there's also going to be, you know, a lot of hope and a lot of joy produced as well. And I think that's something that, you know, that one of the most vulnerable emotions in, in every human being is joy. And I think uh, to be able to hopefully generate a lot of joy around an event when we are talking about those hard topics is um, it's a pretty special thing. So, you know, whether it's, you know, dogs running around helping um, or just like little boost that, you know, gives people that, that reassurance that things are going to be okay. Um, I think there's a lot of amazing stuff that they've, they've been able to generate, and I, uh, I can't wait to, you know, generate some hope. And, and I think that's something that I know a lot of people need after, you know, whether it's the cold snap that just happened or whether it's a tough couple of years with COVID. It's been, uh, it's been a weird, uh, weird little bit. So hopefully uh, a lot of hope can be uh, instilled in people. If you're interested in, in seeing the event, tickets are still available, I understand, and so they can go to the web jo- website morejoy.ca and uh, check that out. So before I let you go, Tyler, when you uh, approach an event like this, you're being asked to speak, you're going to be in front of a, an audience, a group of people. What what are a couple of things that you want to resonate from your message? Um, I think it kind of goes back to diminishing you know, our own stories because we always think that people got it worse and people got it better. Unfortunately, that's just how it's going to be for the rest of our lives. So I really, hopefully, after every speech I do, you know, there's people in the crowd that can put their story at the forefront of their mind and, and remember that, you know, even if they're going through something small, it still deserves a lot of time and it still deserves a lot of space. And, you know, realistically, I, I'll hold on to the hope that that next dinner table conversation will be filled with, you know, meaningful conversations that have needed to happen. And I think... As I mentioned, I just want to be as relatable as possible. I don't, I don't have all those answers, but I know that uh, there's little things that can really connect with people and really give people, you know, that light at the end, on end of their tunnel. So um, there's a lot I like to cover, but um, I just hope that I can create a space and uh, create a little community inside that uh, more joy event where people are like, ah, I needed that. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait. Tyler, you're an inspirational leader. I appreciate you taking some time. Congrats again to you and Kat on the engagement, and I look forward to chatting with you again. Absolutely. appreciate you. Stay warm, and uh, we'll chat again soon. Tyler Smith, speaker, podcaster, advocate on mental health, survivor of the Humboldt Broncos bus crash back in 2018, winner of Amazing Race Canada, and speaking at a More Joy event coming up January 24th. He's the keynote speaker in Regina. And again, if you are interested in tickets for that, you can go to morejoy.ca. Well, we just got news. The teacher strike continues. Another day is planned. We'll talk about that when we come back on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Well, this is hot off the press. We just got a news release from the Saskatchewan Teachers Federation. Basically, a new five-day countdown to more teacher job action. They're beginning the five-day countdown now. They're saying unless the government gets serious about negotiations and change their course, teachers are planning their next job action to begin Monday, January 22nd. Important word in this sentence, begin Monday, January 22nd. So it doesn't say how long. It doesn't specify it's one day. Specific information related to this job action will be shared no less than 48 hours prior. So that's the, they are legislated to provide minimum of 48 hours notice. So they're giving you a heads up right now, five days heads up that Monday job action will start. So 
It doesn't say what it is. It doesn't say whether it's going to be a strike. It doesn't say whether or not it's going to be withdrawal of some extracurricular services, supervisions. It doesn't specify, but it says it begins Monday, January 22nd. So we'll watch to hear more information on that. They also go on in their release to thank uh, 7,700 people who joined STF's public rally and many rallies across the province yesterday. Well over 3,000 letters were delivered to the legislative building. Uh, so they are appreciative of the supporters that they got out. And as I mentioned, by the way, Premier Scott Moe will be joining me tomorrow morning. This will be part of the discussion that we have there as well. Well, speaking of leaders uh, that are in hot water, the uh, Ethics Committee in Ottawa is meeting today. In fact, they're meeting as we speak to do a deeper probe into Justin Trudeau's latest trip to Jamaica. Remember, they took the uh, the Christmas holiday. The Trudeau family went to Jamaica over Christmas. The Ethics Committee is meeting this week to determine that the gift he received, which, by the way, was worth about $84,000, so it was free accommodations for him and his family for 10 days while they were in Jamaica at a luxury resort. He is saying, and and he is he said this even before they left, that where they're staying is a friend of their family. And so when it comes to ethics and accepting free gifts, the only way you can as an elected official, certainly as prime minister, is if the gift comes from a close family friend. It doesn't stipulate I guess the size of the gift, but that's what the ethics committee is digging into. By the way, the, the $9,000 a night plus for 10 nights comes out to $84,000. The median household income in Canada, 70,332. So 10 days was worth more than what the average household in Canada makes. So the, the challenge here is, and this, you know, I know that there are going to be people that probably are not going to love what I'm about to say is, Do we accept the fact that the Prime Minister of Canada, regardless who it is, regardless of party, the Prime Minister of Canada is allowed to go on a holiday and the Prime Minister of Canada likely can't go on a holiday the way you and I do? I don't think the leader of a country like Canada can book a flight through Expedia and head down to an all-inclusive resort with uh, his or her family in Mexico. And so when we're looking at total costs, like the $84,000 is actually the cost of the gift that he was given. So it didn't cost that money, but the ethics committee is looking at whether or not he could actually accept the gift. If you look at the total cost, because Trudeau has said that they're going to reimburse the Canadian people for the, the equivalent commercial cost of the flights for the family to go there on a holiday. But of course, it was the government jet that flew them there. There were, you know, Security personnel, there was the, the, the prime minister of Canada travels with a package. It doesn't matter if it's for meetings or for personal. No different than President Biden in the United States. When he goes on holidays, he doesn't go with just his wife. I mean, there's a, there's a package of people that go along with him. I think we have to accept that there is going to be that expense for our prime minister. Now, <laughs> I, I feel the text messages are already coming in on this. All I'm saying is, if Pierre Polyev is our next prime minister, he's got a wife and two young children, he will take a holiday. And his holiday will cost the Canadian taxpayers more money than if you or I went on a similar holiday. He's going to have to stay at a place with higher security. He's going to have to have security people with him. And I think we have to say that's okay. 
We need our elected officials, especially a prime minister, to be able to take a holiday. And we need them to be able to to get away with family and decompress all the reasons you and I take a holiday. So all I'm saying is, I'm not saying what he did was right, and I think that's part of the problem is, this guy's burnt us before, right? He's been at his hand slapped by the Ethics Commissioner before, and it may happen again here too. The Ethics Committee is meeting today to determine whether this recent trip to Jamaica follow the rules or not. All I'm saying is, I don't think generally we can get up in arms when our Prime Minister takes a holiday that costs a lot of money. Because there's a lot that goes along with keeping a Prime Minister and his or her family safe when they're traveling, even for personal reasons as well. Maybe you disagree. When I check the text line, I'm sure I'll hear about it, but it's... I think we have to give that grace. You're listening to The Evan Bray Show on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.